0: And I'm Lisa, and this is The Coaching Cast. We're the no-nonsense podcast, chatting about the things impacting you at work right now, helping you to survive and thrive in today's ever-changing workplace. We discuss different topics each episode, sharing our ideas,
1: hints, and top tips from our experiences of working in the corporate world, running our own businesses, and also being qualified coaches. We also try to have a few laughs along the way too, because taking yourself too seriously is just boring, and we hope you enjoy listening. In today's episode, we're discussing how to be assertive, alongside sharing our top tips for you to take away and try for yourself. So stay with us and enjoy! So before we get into today's episode,
0: Lisa, how are you today? Yeah, I'm not too bad, actually. I woke up with a slight sore throat Uh, and I thought, oh no. And I thought, now, is this the annual cold? Mm. Because it is that time of year. It's normally around this time of year. It's due. It is due as well, Susie. It is due. The last time I had a cold was around this time last year. So it's about that time. And so, yeah, I did wake up with a little bit of a sore throat and I thought, oh, God. And then obviously, you know, we're still in a COVID era. So I then jumped to, or oh, could it be COVID? <laughs> so <laughs> I was literally lying there like, oh, goodness. Uh, and actually, weirdly, once I got out of bed and started moving around, it sort of miraculously disappeared. Oh. So I don't cool. know what that was. Maybe I was snoring really loudly. I've got a raspy throat.
1: Maybe, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it isn't um,
0: no, a bug of any description. I don't think it is. I think it's fine. I don't feel ill either, and that's always a good sign. But yeah, the sore throat's gone now. Nothing that, like, you know, a few coffees oh, can't, yeah. can't fix, can't fix. But um, I I suppose in the words of my mother, I probably have been burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. <laughs> It could be right
1: here so we go get, we're getting to the, the real crux, the of, crux of, the, it. Of, the, of the issue right now aren't
0: <laughs> yeah. we I did I did quite a few trips into London last week so I went to London for Dom's birthday my husband um Wednesday and Thursday and then just by coincidence one of my best friends uh, had her 40th and that was on Saturday so I went back into London on Saturday um lots of fun was had it was great uh so yeah, no, it was really good. Had a lovely time. But I've, I've got this question for you. I want to know your thoughts on this subject.
1: All I feel right. like you'd be okay. a good person
0: for this. Okay. What are your thoughts on pleather? On oh, what? Pleather. Pleather. You know, like fake leather. <laughs> oh, probably, I was like, what
1: are you talking about? They
0: probably call it vegan leather these days, but it's always been pleather in my head because it's essentially made out of plastic. Hence, Pleather. I've assumed anyway. I assume that's why it's called pleather. (laughs) What are your thoughts? Is it a yay or a nay? I think it depends. I've
1: got some pleather leggings.
0: I thought Um, you might have.
1: Yeah, which I normally style with a long jumper and a trainer of some description. Like it. But I think if you go like pleather top pleather bottom pleather shoe like that's a bit much um
0: so matrix
1: (laughs) yeah and also maybe yes slightly like overwhelming for those that you
0: have gone to like interact with yeah Um, okay fine that's a little bit like slide on slide off
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: in my case peel on peel off i i described so i've got a pair of pleather trousers they are a wide cut trouser so they're not uh oh, a okay. legging yeah they're not a legging I'm very pleased with them I bought okay. them last year they were my first step into the world of pleather and I and actually I've been toying with the idea of actually buying a pair of leather trousers but leather trousers are so expensive and I thought I'm going to step into pleather first because that way I can see whether I like this idea or not okay Before I then go and spend something stupid on a pair of leather trousers anyway and I was wearing them on Saturday now every time I wear them I do have this debate a bit like what you've just said actually it's about like what do you wear them with so that you get a bit of a balance because otherwise I think it can go very wrong so I have a rule that you can't wear leather or pleather or whatever you want with any form of animal print yes because it's just two cats later out of these tenders yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that's definitely one rule I have. But I didn't, I mean, I didn't wear it with leopard print on the weekend. Right. Don't worry. What, did you style it with them? Well, I styled it with a white t-shirt and okay. a, a statement belt. Okay. <laughs> it sounds very in Susanna. A statement yes. belt. <laughs> it's like got guam. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're on this morning. <laughs> that's exactly what I was like. <laughs> um, and a, like a nice necklace. And some trainers, actually. So I, I quite liked what I styled it with. But then I looked at some photos and I don't know whether I'd just look a little bit too like Michael Jackson. There's something <laughs> about a white T-shirt, isn't there? White T-shirt. Maybe it was too. I was quite impressed with this white T-shirt as well, because that was a new purchase, because me and one of my fellow mates have been trying to build our capsule wardrobe. I feel like this is a buzzword at the moment. Yes. So I'm I'm trying to buy classic items that I can wear with everything and that will last a lifetime. So I invested in a decent white t-shirt last week. So obviously I had to wear it, but I don't know whether wearing it with the black trousers was a good idea. Anyway, mm, okay, it was either a bit Michael Jackson slash waitress. It was weird. Anyway, I also described myself to my mates as a black pudding. As in, you know, when you get those black pudding sausages, I looked a bit like that, I think anyway i might not repeat that outfit i will repeat the trouser but i think i need a different top did anyone say anything to you no but my mates are really nice and it's not like you're going to say to your mate don't know what you've wore there
1: (laughs) well no only because if i'd gone to leave the house it's because i know this like if i'm in an outfit which is a bit oh i see so
0: yeah
1: my husband steve would be like what is that that you're wearing Um, and he'd be like, no, that well, suits no. That looks like it's come off Instagram. That doesn't, like, he'd say that doesn't suit you. Oh, like, he, okay. would, he would, oh. like, be like, no. Because oh, I've bought brutal. a pair of wide-legged jeans. So, oh, yeah. like, they're not flared at the bottom, but they're a bit wider. And I wear them with my high-top converse, like, oh, over yeah. the top.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, like, a similar type of style, but they're not pleather. Obviously, they're jeans. Yeah. And I had them on the other day. <clears throat> in my with my standard mum bun on my head because I actually have my hair down today I know it looks really nice have you had it done no it actually needs cutting it's all like, oh I thought i like you had it done I've literally just brushed it that's it that's all I've done I was like can I wow. get away with that yes you can the magic okay. of the brush yeah um I'll take it I don't know what the back looks like to be clear <laughs> but that's
0: fine we don't need you <laughs> don't need to see them
1: <laughs> the no recording. No.
0: Um, I mean everyone listening to this will be like don't care either but <laughs>
1: So yeah, um, I had a standard like number and Steve was like, I know what you're trying to do because I've seen people on Instagram <laughs> wearing this type of outfit. I was like, where are you seeing this? <laughs> um, he's like, but I'm not sure you can quite pull this off. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, wow. Wear what I want to wear thanks very much did you did invite your opinion thanks. I, I to be clear I wore it anyway it like <laughs> didn't actually change good like, for you that's the dynamics in our relationship want <laughs> to do what I want anyway. <laughs> But um, yeah, he would have called me out. So that's why I wondered if your friends had said anything to you. No,
0: they didn't. So this anything. is a
1: this is a dread of or a fear that's coming internally from your from
0: yourself. Yeah,
1: reflecting back on the old dreaded, I hate pictures.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh well, actually, I did share some of the photos of the night out on my Instagram page. Yeah, yesterday. I did see that, but I did I don't think
1: I saw your whole outfit. So I no, saw sure, you
0: like, wouldn't have. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen me top to bottom. But I mean, yeah. that's quite rare because I really don't like a full length photo at the best of times. I always yeah. pull some weird pose like for some reason this always happens in every exercise class that I do when they insist on taking a photo at the end for some reason I feign a mid-squat so I bend my knees I roll my shoulders forward I'm very wide-shouldered and then I thrust my like pelvis out it is the weirdest thing and it's literally like it's triggered by you know my gym instructor says I'm going to take a Greek photo and I just go into this weird like I don't know why I do it. I'm like one of the I'm like one of the broadest curviest females in this class. I'm all thigh and shoulder and then I go and thrust everything out. Honestly it's so <laughs> weird. I'll have to try and dig one out but my friend took you need one. To pick weeks ago and I said to her that's gonna look terrible because I just I don't know why but I just thrust it in the photograph and it was a I mean it was a, abysmal she posted it anyway and we just laughed about it because luckily I don't take myself too seriously but I mean it was terrible so Aww. full length I don't know what to do with any I don't
1: I'm awful at posing full length it's like I mean, I never have any opportunity. It's not like I'm being papped when I leave my house or anything. (laughs) Like, I know I don't leave that far from ugly edge, but (laughs) they're not papping me, to be clear. But I would have no idea. You know, when you see like people on the red carpet, again, I'm not oh. looking at any red carpets anytime soon. I don't know how they do it. They are just so perfectly posed. They must have lessons. Oh, 100%. what I like, The conclusion I've come to. Also, I remember, I watched a lot of reality TV. So there's a lot of housewives. There's a lot of, mm, but they don't really pose on below deck, actually. There's a lot of Kardashians. They, you know, they are the queen of posing. They know how to pose right for their body shapes. I'm always like chin too high or chin too low like I've never like the right even when we record this podcast sometimes I'm like what is that <laughs> like this view here is like way too much on the upward look at the chin like so I never, I, that, never face, but... I never get it right so I am totally with oh, you on this God. I feel so awkward like but then there's other people like my friend Katie, who is big fan of the podcast. She's got a great Instagram page. She is an absolute pro at a selfie, and oh. I'm like, teach me how to do it because I just look like a
0: no. Yeah. See, I'm not too bad with a selfie as long as it's just this bit, you know, <laughs> my face. But I can't any full length shots. Yeah, I don't know what to do with my limbs. Think, <laughs> and and I think as well, I'm probably I'm probably overly sensitive to the fact that. I do think I've got very broad shoulders and I'm generally quite tall compared to other people. I mean, I'm not that tall. I'm five foot six and a bit. It's not that I'm not like six foot. But I think I always am paranoid about looking like the biggest. And then it just it goes to shit then because it gets worse. I just do awful poses and then I look like some hunchback of Notre Dame. (laughs) (laughs) So I just no, it's no good. (laughs) But yeah, so no, you wouldn't have seen the full length from Saturday. But no, no, no one said anything. I mean, I even said to Dom, does this look right? And he went, yeah. I mean, he would be saying, no, it didn't yeah Um, but then you know one of my favorite outfits is this big pink dress that I have and he thinks it's vile which he tells me every time and every time I put it on he's like oh you're not wearing that awful dress I'm like oh I I know which dress
1: you mean but I don't think it's vile I really like it I
0: love that dress. it's quite
1: poofy isn't it it's really
0: poofy yeah I love it I think think it's it's amazing I love it I wear it all in the summer I wear it all the time Yeah, I know which one you mean and he's always like it's awful, and I'm like, don't care what you think. I think it's amazing, and and actually, it is a dress for girls. Every girl I know goes, oh, I love that dress. You look so nice in that dress. Yeah, like, you Thanks. do. But it's the sort of dress that a bloke just goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had one of my best mates. Her husband never understood a one shoulder. That was always right, okay. that we used to have. That was quite funny. He just didn't get one-shouldered things. So <laughs> my friend Katie never really wore a one-shoulder, and if she did, it was to spite him, I think. But yeah, never got oh, never got a one-shoulder. Whereas I quite like a one-shoulder. It's
1: quite I difficult. like a one-shoulder. It can be quite flattering, I think. Um, not that I've worn a one-shoulder for a while. I mean my I haven't since the naughties to be fair. Capsule wardrobe but... at the moment mainly consists of gym leggings, a t-shirt, and a sweatshirt. That's <laughs> it. That's all I live in. Well, like, it's very now. It's very so now. It's very capsule. I would say that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, yes. anyway, on that cool. note of um, capsule wardrobes <laughs> and um, fake leather trousers, um should we get chatting on today's episode? Let's go. Let's go.. It is a common misconception that assertiveness means being pushy, difficult, rude, or disrespectful of others. Being assertive doesn't need to be any of those things. Being assertive just means valuing and communicating your point of view in a way that is clear and direct whilst still respecting others. This approach both at work and in life can reap you many benefits, but it is an art to perfect. Knowing how to achieve that balance between being aggressive or being assertive takes practice. Research has also found that women tend to show less assertive behaviors in the workplace versus men. Gender stereotypes and social conditioning of how we're all expected to be and behave contribute to this too. So Lisa, in your experience, what would you say are traits of an assertive person?
0: So I think to address this topic, successfully for the purpose of this podcast it's right to stay away from the stereotype and the like Absolutely. What not and the like what not to do because I think even I will admit that when I hear the word assertive I think my first thought is to go towards the negative side of that and then I move to the positive and I don't know whether that's just ingrained in me because of personal experience of the bad side of it. But oh, I think, but but I think it's also both in terms of the bad side of it, where I've experienced it um, in the more aggressive stance, as you've just like covered in the uh, summary there, and also I think where I've been trying to be assertive, and either I've got it wrong, and it's created a bad reaction, or where actually I feel like I've just been, actually I think the word I would say here is gaslighted. So where actually I've wanted to assert myself and I think I've done it successfully, but because simply the other person didn't appreciate that, they've then tried to criticise me or belittle me or, you know, essentially not appreciate like my point of view or appreciate um, my perspective or opinion on something. And I think that's probably happened more in the workplace where then it definitely plays into that issue that I think us as females still have around this, which is being criticized for it. um, And that whole, like we've talked about before, where as soon as we adopt any form of slightly male trait, it goes against us. But I think the positive side of assertiveness and when actually an, a person is being assertive, and being assertive very six, you know, being doing it well, is it it's when they're really clear. So I suppose this is my trait, I suppose that I would say about people, is when they're really clear about their wants, they're really clear about their opinion, and they're really clear about their boundaries. I think it's that real clarity of thought that is so crucial to being assertive successfully. Because I think actually there's a confidence that comes through with that as well yes and i think that confidence though that can only come from really knowing yourself and really knowing as i said exactly what you want exactly what you will and won't tolerate what's important to you so that's how i would describe being assertive and being assertive in a very positive way because it is positive and i like the fact that the way you set this whole conversation up is, is a remote is to remember that actually there is absolutely nothing wrong with being assertive, even if others are making you feel like there is because fundamentally a lot of being assertive at times means saying no or pushing back on other people. So it's not really that surprising then that at times you're going to get a reaction um, in response of some form of negativity because that other person isn't happy with your stance, isn't happy with the response they've got. But I suppose that's why I say that term gaslighting, I think that's where people are then very guilty of turning it on you as though to say, you know, that you're wrong and you've created that. And it's like, no, you just don't like what I said. That's not the same thing. Um, And I do think a lot of us, it's interesting because I've seen this a bit on LinkedIn recently, the whole word no, a lot of us are not very good at delivering it because we don't feel comfortable to. Because no immediately goes into that negative sense, and we don't want to create conflict. Um, so the problem then is being assertive and saying no takes confidence and self belief, as well as, I think sometimes as a recipient you have to accept it, yeah, and not fight against it.
1: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I so um. I have been called assertive before. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if I am. It's hard for me to kind of, um, I suppose, conclude on that. I think I am. I I, I think I do have some assertive traits in me, both at home and at work. And sometimes I think I do that successfully, and sometimes I think probably I don't. Well, I know I don't. And I can give you an an example of how I use that sometimes in my work. So I work part-time because I have my um, little boy for a day and a half a week. And I've started working with, um, well, potentially working with a new client. And um, going back to the piece you were saying before about asserting your boundaries, we were kind of having some email communication around doing some um, training and some onboarding. And there was some um, like discussion around days of the week that that might happen. And they happen to fall on days of the week where I have my son and I don't have any childcare locally. Like my parents don't live nearby. I mm. don't have anyone to kind of just have him. So it is on me. Um, and so I had to be quite assertive around my boundaries and my communication that, um, you know, I'm I can be flexible on these following days, but unfortunately on these days, I have my son, and I can't, um, mm. you know, change that. Um, and you, and don't get me wrong, I, play, I did some tinkering around on the language before yeah. I sent that email. Yeah. But people have said to me, um, someone quite recently, uh, recently, it's like, you are quite um, assertive around your boundaries. So I will be very honest, and quite upfront of like, I don't work these days, but I work these days. And that is still being assertive you're not being rude about that you're just asserting your um kind of I suppose your reality and your current situation in a way which is telling people quite strongly but not in a rude way because I'm hopefully I'm not being rude in that the way that I'm saying that but there's definitely an assertive approach in that because I'm stating it and I'm doing so with a confidence and that's kind of really what we're talking about here and I think um I get that sometimes if your experience has been when you've done that and then people haven't reacted that well to it, there can be then a bit of an overhang around doing that and finding the right way of doing it for you. And I think that does take time. And like I said in the intro, it does take practice actually around thinking about what the the right way of doing it is and, and the right balance. I mean, I think one of the key things for me around the difference between being like rude and aggressive and being assertive is actually your ability to listen. I think if you can go into a situation and this doesn't have to be a conflict situation or where there's going to be disagreement this can be any situation where there is a discussion or some decision making or whatever it might be you know and you can go into it thinking okay I absolutely need to state my point and state my view, but I also need to listen to what this other party or this other person has to say at the same time and create that space without interruption to do Mm. that. Mm. You are also by just doing that, demonstrating assertive behaviors because you're holding yourself and behaving in a way where you have control and, that for me also is one of the traits around being assertive is that you can conduct yourself in a way where you don't kind of lose it. And when you do start to lose it a little bit, which we all do, that and that is normal, but then that's when we start to fall into that space around it becoming aggression potentially, but it becoming rude. And that's not what we obviously want and what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah. And I think I think that's true. I think it's... If you want to be able to assert yourself successfully and to do that in a way that you want it to come across as it's intended and to be received as positively as it ever can be, because you don't control the other person and their reaction. Yeah, 100 percent. I think there is that piece, as you've just, I think, explained, which is you have to support, therefore, other people to have space and to hold space and to therefore encourage them to be assertive too. So to share their opinion, state what they need to say and in turn create their boundaries too. I think it has to go both ways and therefore you're encouraging a culture of assertiveness where actually everybody has the right yeah. and the ability to to say what works for them and to say what they think. In a confident way, because I think where it tips at times and can go into that aggression and the rudeness, as I think it does sometimes have a bad rep of being, is when people move into a place of defence. Yes. And I think actually that happens, I think, at times when the, the space hasn't been set up for people to feel safe and secure to actually say what they think. And where, as you pointed out, I think where people haven't respected one another to say what they think and to do that uninterrupted and to be listened to because I think when you don't feel like you're being listened to you fight for space to speak
1: yeah Um, absolutely we've all done it we've all experienced it yeah like you know if you think about a time where you've reacted really strongly and maybe you have Responded in a moment, reacted. We all do it. It's because when we feel like nine times out of 10, we're not being listened to properly mm. and
0: we're not having that opportunity to talk without that, judgment. Yeah. And that control piece, like you said, and be in control of things. But I think, <clears throat> I think, yeah, if you're trying to go to a defensive position and assert yourself, that's where you have to be really disciplined around your yes. language and your tone. And because I'm not saying that you will never be in those scenarios of course you will be and actually that is often a very appropriate time to assert yourself but it's just if you want to do it in a way that's successful that is where your discipline comes in (laughs) usually and as you said you try not to lose it. Absolutely so why do you
1: think it's important to demonstrate assertiveness in work sometimes?
0: I think it comes back to your boundaries because in work especially when things are fast paced fast moving a lot going on it's very easy to become swept up in it all yeah and to all of a sudden be in a position where you could be an overwhelm where there's just you've got too much going on you're trying to carry too much you're you you've mismanaged expectations around what you can actually deliver and potentially it could be in relation to even things you don't necessarily fully buy into or support and then actually that can start eroding in on your values your thoughts beliefs ideas things that you think are right and I think actually it's so important in a workspace to be really clear about actually what will I do and what will I not do like how can I help my colleagues, my team, my the, even the whole company to get the best out of me. Actually, to do that, you need to assert yourself to to make that clear to people to explain so that actually you are supported to be your best. But I think it's also so important as well to recognize that you have a big contribution to make, not just in the what you do, but the how you do it and the ideas that you you offer. And you can only do that if you're creating some boundaries to give you the space to think and then asserting yourself by offering it and sharing it and speaking up. um so I think it's hugely important I think that's how you can make your best contribution to what you're doing Mm -hmm. and enjoy it and also get growth and development for yourself yeah absolutely and
1: like expressing yourself Is so important and and at work and and is absolutely what we should be doing, you know, voicing our views, our opinions, our thoughts, but doing so in a way which is effective. And that's really where that assertiveness piece comes in for me is thinking about, you know, resolving things, especially in in a situation where there may be conflict or a situation where there may be differences of opinion, resolving things in a way which for me it's just in a calm manner and I keep coming Mm. back to calm I know that but I think from my experience of being assertive and also have talking to people who are who are really good at being assertive as well and I do work with some people especially um at the moment who are very very good at being assertive and so actually they're like real role models because I learn such great stuff from them yeah um and I would say that when I was thinking about it, like, what did they do when I was thinking about it in prep for today? Yeah, yeah. I kept coming back to that piece around, they just have a really calm manner about them. And that brings like, when we talk about, But then you look at body language, that kind of brings... I suppose a very confident person to the conversation mm. there's like a sturdy confidence inside which is like I know my thoughts I know my opinion I know my view and I'm not worried or concerned about expressing it I'm just expressing it in a very clear and calm manner Yeah, That's kind of that was it when I kind of thought about what it was that they do
0: yeah.
1: Um. and yeah I think you know it's it is an art form and I do think it takes a lot of time to practice but it's absolutely like achievable in doing it and it actually gets you great results when it goes well oh 100 yeah it really does it does the opposite if you get it wrong (laughs) yeah so based on that then how can we ensure we are assertive but we don't fall into being rude (laughs)
0: because yeah
1: that is when it can
0: go wrong isn't it so I think I've learned So, okay, I'll paint a picture for this. Often, historically, I have been described as blunt. And that is because I'm being assertive, which is actually what they mean. But because of the delivery, it's blunt. Now, there is an element here. I am going to hold my hands up because some of this comes from family members as well. There is an element of here of who is your audience and how sensitive are they to you? Yeah. Now, those have consistently called me blunt. Our family members. Now, that is a different dynamic of a relationship anyway. Yes, and it's a lot more sensitized. But knowing the individuals as I know them, they are also very sensitive. And so I think they will always see me as being blunt um when actually I'm being clear. But I think I will hold myself accountable to say that has got to be an element in there of my delivery. And I think, this is what it all comes down to. And I think you've articulated it there with celebrating the individual that you know, at the moment who's delivering assertiveness really successfully. And that is because of the manner in which they're doing it. So I think the starting point has got to be, you've got to be really clear about what you think. Yeah. Because you can't be assertive unless you're clear on that. Um, So for example, when I've been in a meeting with a group of people and a topic is being debated to get the clarity of what I think, I write it down. So I am a pen and pad fanatic. Um, So I will write down what I think first so that I've got it on paper and it's clear in my mind. And it also gives me the chance to adjust it if I want to, if it's not quite right. But I will write down what I think. And I have learned this is a this is a trained learning to listen to others first, as you've been describing, Susie, because my natural instinct actually is just to talk. I am an extrovert um, and I've had to train myself to be a listener, um, especially with coaching. That's a skill that I've honed since I started my coaching training seven or eight years ago. Um, So I have learned to listen because actually it benefits me hugely in that I learn from other people I get a balanced perspective from other people because it helps to inform my own it actually gives me a lot of space to think and it stops me from jumping in because otherwise I can be quite reactive so actually just forcing myself to listen to other people and give some space to other people helps me actually to settle myself so I do find that really helpful so I've written down what I think I've given the floor to other people. And then when I've seen that there's an opportunity to speak, then I've spoken. And it has taken practice to really manage both my tone and the words I choose, especially when I feel like I may be saying um, or offering an opinion that is different. And I think, you know, I've only been able to then manage my tone and the language because I've given other space for people to think. And then I've used that as a time to digest actually what I'm going to do. Yeah, that makes sense. but that's an example in a meeting setup. Um, you know, I've been in some very high pressured meetings before, whether that be with colleagues or with customers, actually. And it the the rule for me is exactly the same, probably even more so with customers, because it's important to let them speak and listen to what they think and, and give them the space to do that so they feel like they've been heard, because it helps a huge amount with value. But then I think that's probably true internally too. But That has always been actually a technique that I found extremely helpful, especially in those meetings that have been a lot more intense or highly emotional where or where even potentially you've encountered a very emotional character Mm. uh, who is driving the emotion in the room, because I'm sure we've all been there with that one. Um, Yeah. I definitely have. <laughs> but I think that's always enabled me to then be able to say, do you know what? I feel confident in the approach I'm going to take. I feel confident I can assert myself here. But it does come back to what you said, which is the control. Because as soon as you don't have the control in yourself, I think that's when you step very quickly into defence, aggressiveness, rudeness, abruptness, blunt, which is, as I said, a bit of a trait of mine sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, what you said there about
1: clarity piece is is key because I think clarity does breed confidence in any respect. When you are clear around your thoughts, your view, your opinion, or what your, your situation is or whatever it might be, but when you are clear on anything in life and also in work, we are then just naturally more confident in the way that we communicate mm. it and talk about it, um, and there is absolute power in Thinking. Okay, you know, what do I actually think about this? Why do I think that? Is there opportunity to, you know, get clarity from that other person in that conversation so that I can understand more about and get clarity from where they're coming from mm. as well? And I think that kind of leads into what I would say around this piece, which is around like thinking if there is a joint solution mm. and. You know, I know that can be quite hard to do in the moment, but just something as simple as being like, that's my thoughts. What do you think? Opens up the conversation um, to firstly be more collaborative, which is key. But secondly, is you're still asserting yourself because you're still saying, this is what I think. So these were my thoughts, i.e. this is what I think. Okay, I've done that now. So what do you think? What's your view? Like, yeah. And that's how you do it in that in the moment piece, and it does just take practice about being able to do that um, without thinking about it. Of course, it does. But once you get going, you kind of go and get into the swing of it, and it can it becomes more natural. Definitely, I think that's a great way of you know managing that balance of not of, you know. Falling into that camp of rudeness because as soon as you start doing that people pick up on it instantly I do Mm. of course we do because we're all we're intelligent people most of the time (laughs) yeah um we can see straight through it you get people's backs up and then it goes
0: off into a whole different space absolutely and I think the key thing here is look I know a lot of what we're talking about for some of you may sound a little bit scary or actually maybe a little bit challenging so the stance could be actually this isn't for me I'm just not going to try but I strongly encourage you to try it because it's so important that you represent yourself and that you value your contribution and realize how important that is Mm. to any scenario that you're in especially in a work environment you know you're you're there because you've been employed to be there for your skill set your experience your knowledge and the contribution you're going to make so if you're being valued in that way, you should acknowledge it yourself. So, whichever way you do it, and however you do it, make sure that you do, you know, represent yourself and offer. And don't be afraid to do so. Just give it a go. Just give you it a le- try. Yeah, you'll learn from it, whatever happens. <laughs> absolutely.
1: You know, I'll either go really well and you'll think I've absolutely done this and this has got me some great results or it'll go absolutely awfully and you'll learn from it and you'll <laughs> think about how you'll do it differently next exactly. time. Um, so... Yeah it's not as scary as it might sound like just give it a go CBBs it honestly is an approach which um I am a big fan of and uh you know I think can can get you great outcomes that's for sure so let's think about then so leading off that what are our top tips for our CBBs about being more assertive at work this week?
0: So I think they have to be for me that create the space to clear your thoughts and be really confident about what your views are in that moment, regardless of what it is. So be really clear about it. I said about writing it down, but I think that's got to be the first thing you do is know what you actually think. And I think the other tip I would have is really consider your words and your tone there's a famous saying that says the response you get is essentially the meaning of what you said so i think you do have to really think about the words you use and the tone to get the reaction and the response you're wanting yeah that's a really really important one definitely and then i actually liked what you said about asserting yourself very simply by saying that is what I think what do you think so that actually you're keeping it in that collaborative space and what you're not saying is that's what I think the end drop the mic (laughs) you're opening the space for it to be collaborative and to allow other people to actually assert themselves too which is what we said about role modeling I really like that
1: yeah no definitely okay great stuff
0: now time for bullshit bingo where we call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace which make us both cringe our bullshit bingo for today's episode actually came from one of you our cbb's from instagram and it is let's put a pin in that what do you think of this one (laughs) then Suze? (laughs) oh
1: gosh let's put a pin in that firstly who even owns a pin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good point a valid I mean, question I, honest, not me
0: really? i used to have a notice board as a teenager and i loved it it's like a collage but i haven't had a pin since then i certainly don't have some form of sewing kit i probably should oh i do um, have a sewing kit actually but i don't have any pins in it I don't do know. you do you have a sewing kit yeah i
1: would yeah, yeah. think if you as a woman who would, would have a sewing kit what is that what do you mean if a button oh. falls off i need to sew it back on would you? Yeah. Oh, I would just take it to the lady, the scene's just down the road. What, for a button? <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, gosh, maybe I need to, like, learn my skills here.
0: That's so hilarious.
1: Buy some pins so that I can put a Well, actually, it. it's
0: not a pin, that's a needle. You need a needle to <laughs> well, put a exactly. button on. Exactly. Well, this is not going well anyway. Last week it was you can't ride a bike. Now you don't even know how to say <laughs> honestly how do i survive life i don't know i don't thankfully you've got a woman down the road apparently who says a button on i mean that essentially is nice. my mum when i'm at home but no jenny she's very nice anyway um
1: <laughs> plug to jenny <laughs> plug to jenny um let's put a pin in that never used it um no i've never used it. have i heard it no i don't think i have heard this one actually used at work my. This is a brand new one to me,
0: but I, I can see how this is a good one. Like if it's being used at work, you would be like, pardon? I'd laugh. The problem now is I don't know if I can ever go back and work full time in the corporate world or any business, actually. Actually, that's not true. I'm open <laughs> to all good contracts and work offers. <laughs> but I just mean in terms of now, well, because of the bullshit bingo feature, every time anyone's going to come out with one of these, I'm just going to laugh out loud. So it's not appropriate now. I mean, I wasn't that appropriate before, but I'm even worse now. we are getting
1: some good ones actually people really do love this feature and we are getting some good ones so we've got some really good ones the rest of the season definitely so keep them coming guys we need to hear them so you can drop us a dm on instagram at the coaching cast or you can send them to us on email at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk keep them coming We are coming to the end of today's episode where we discussed how to be assertive. Our top tips and recommendations from today's episode are number one, be clear about what you think and what you want. Remember, clarity breeds confidence. Number two, consider your words and your tone to get the response you want. Calm is key. And number three, remember these words this is what I think. What do you think? That brings an air of collaboration to the conversation. Here are some self-coaching questions where you can, which you can also ask yourself. Number one, when was the last time you were assertive? Number two, what were you doing? Thinking, saying, and feeling when you were being assertive? Number three, what do you, who do you know Sorry, who is assertive? What do they do that you could learn from? Don't worry if you can't remember all of these. All of our top tips, recommendations and self-coaching questions will be on our Instagram page at The Coaching Cast this week.
0: We hope you enjoyed today and have some new ideas to take away and try for yourselves. If you have any questions, thoughts or feedback, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us in three different ways. You can contact us at email at hello at thecoachingcast.uk on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. And finally, you can contact us through our website, www.thecoachingcast.co.uk.
1: Your support helps more than you know. So please, if you like what you've heard today and would like to help us grow this podcast, do us a favour, leave us a review on the Apple podcast app. You've got no idea how important these are hit subscribe wherever you listen and give us a follow on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. Don't forget, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel by searching for The Coaching Cast. We both love music and use it to motivate and energize us. So we like to finish each episode with our personal song recommendation, giving you positivity and energy as you launch into your next meeting. It's my choice this week and I have chosen a new orchestral version of Love My Life by Robbie Williams. He's got a brand new album now and it's all orchestral versions of his classic songs. It's really good and I got this from Radio 2 because I'm obsessed <laughs> with Radio 2 as I love well.
0: Radio 2. I also hope that Robbie Williams is listening and appreciates the free publicity. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Thanks for listening CBBS. Remember have a great
0: week and
1: you've got this.